Welcome back to another episode of Saved and Such. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I think this is the first time me and you ever sat down yeah, on the couch. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I just thought about that. Dang, that's crazy. All the episodes, this is the first time I ever had the honor and the privilege of sitting down with Krista Dior, the one. How you feeling today? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but no, um, today, how am I feeling? I feel blessed. I feel blessed. Um... I woke up, amen. Mm-hmm. Today's been a little busy. It started off a little hectic, but you know, I always say that your thoughts is what necessarily controls the perspective and how you feel. So mm-hmm. I just see it as, you know, going through the motions, but I'm blessed. No complaints. Mm, God is good. How are you? I'm glad you asked. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I feel Not, like most people don't ask. Yeah, yeah. They don't really actually do that. I don't know. But no, nah, I'm, I'm doing okay. The craziest thing happened to me yesterday. What? I'm driving. I was on the phone with him. I'm driving, right? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I called you back. You didn't answer. But anyway, I was driving. I'm minding my business. And I just felt something looking at me. Like, it was weird. So I was like, what? What is this? It was like on my car, though. So I looked over at it again. It was a snake coming out of my hood of my car, like looking at me through the glass. So I was like, oh, so like I slammed on the brakes. Like I started swerving. I slammed on the brakes. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I Baby, almost, I really got in a car accident. Because yeah, what? It was crazy. Like I was like, oh, like I stopped the car. I was, I got out. I was like, this is crazy. It was a whole bunch that happened. But, but spiritually, like I, um, I Googled like, what did that mean or something like that? And it basically says something about like, uh, like temptations. Like the snake and stuff like that. So that's some, a powerful mindset to yeah. have. That you even thought. Let me think about this spiritually mm-hmm. because all I would have thought was, "Who's trying to end my life?" Yeah. And the crazy thing <laughs> is, right? A couple of weeks ago, I got prophesied to by um, a pastor, and he was like, "Watch out for the spirit of um, Jezebel." Mm. He said, "Watch out for them type of women that are going to start coming around." So all them Ooh. temptations and all that. So like. In my mind right now, I'm just like, dang, it's a lot going on. But we yeah. thank God, man. We definitely thank God. Amen. That's crazy, yeah. But let's jump on into it. All right, let's get it. Today, we're going to be talking about what we're hungry for. Um, I was watching um, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful sermon called Push Through. It just came out like last uh, week. I've seen that. i got to watch it. Yeah, it was powerful. Oh, my God. And in one part of the sermon, she said, we, um, as Christians, as believers, we got to really be mindful of what we're hungry for, what we hunger for. Mm. And she said, like, example, like, some people hunger for attention. Some people hunger for fame. You know what I mean? So just knowing that and knowing, like, basically what your flesh is hungry for will help you. But you, you can take that to bat on the spiritual realm as well. Yeah, that that reminds me of one time I was in devotionals with myself and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he highlighted to me is just always check your motives. Mm -hmm. Like always check the why to why you're doing things. Because a lot of times pride and the ego hides in the heart almost to a way where it's so subconscious that you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're thinking thoughts almost like you're dreaming, like you're, you don't even realize that you're dreaming. A lot of times the thoughts that you think, you don't even realize you're thinking those thoughts. That's what we call subconscious. They don't have to be at the center of your attention for it to be causing havoc. Mm-hmm. But he always said to check your motives. And I really agree with that. 
um, with that statement of what drives you because I had to sit with God in that moment Mm -hmm. and I had to even discover my whys for what it is, why I do what I do, why I go so hard, why I want the things that I want. And a lot of it is actually childhood. But what about you? What do you feel like your hunger is for? Um, Well, doing this podcast, right, when I started, like it was all about Okay, I understand that God put me here. So, like, let's go and, you know what I mean, let's get a whole bunch of followers. Let's go and let's get a whole bunch of attention. Let's get a whole bunch of fame. But after spending time with Jesus, like, my whole mindset towards this thing has changed. Mm. Like, I understand, like, when people listen, I don't want them hearing me talk. Yeah. I don't want them tuning in every week to hear us. I want them to come and hear God talking through us. Mm-hmm. Like, just having that mindset of we're hiding behind the cross, in a sense, like, you know what I mean? So just, like, being humble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being, like, that's who Jesus was. He was humble. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So Humility. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, and this is something that I really had to get honest with myself about, when God first, like, okay, when I first started this walk, like, intentionally walking with God, mm-hmm. and he first put the idea on my heart to start a blog, I had never done nothing like this. Like, I never would have thought that I could speak. One, when I used to get presentations in class, I used to stumble over my words. I used to sweat. It was really bad. So I was the one who wanted to be in the background. So when he told me to do a blog, I didn't think twice about it. I'm just like, oh, I'm on this healing journey, and I get to document my process. I love writing. I didn't think about nothing else. I was just like, this is on my heart. I'm going to do it. I didn't think that nobody would actually read it. And then when I was like, people were like, oh, my goodness, I'm relating to you. And then God said, now I want you to start making videos. I still had the intentions. Of, I'm just doing what I'm feeling led to do and whatever's happening. And then as time went on, I was able to really notice throughout the years that it became self-serving. And I say that because God had to check me. What is the one thing that you've always wanted? And that was to feel seen, to feel Mm -hmm. heard, and to feel validated. Mm -hmm. And so I used to search for that in relationships. I used to search for that in friendships. But then I realized it was also a lot deeper than that. I wanted it from people because I felt like I never had it. Mm. And God had to show me, first of all, it's not even enough for God to just validate me. It's not enough for God to see me. And this is why I was so big on saying like 2023 was about getting out of God's way, which is really a way of me saying it's about getting out of my way. Mm. God showed me January 1st. It's no longer enough for me to believe in the gifts and the talents that I placed on the inside of you. It means nothing if you don't believe in it for yourself. It means nothing if you don't see your own value. It means nothing if you cannot validate yourself and continue to push for it. And so so I realized as I was building this brand, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at, you know, who's watching, who's not watching, looking at the comments because it all goes back to that same desire to feel seen, mm-hmm. to feel heard, to feel validated, to feel like I matter. Mm-hmm. And all of those things I had to like reshift the focus. I'm validated by God, mm-hmm. but I also had to create a relationship with myself where I was enough for me. And that was good. I love it. I love it. So basically, in a sense, you were kind of like building your confidence in yourself. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's everything. Yeah. That's crazy you said that because like that's what this journey's been like for me this year. Like this is, 2023 is like the most confidence I've ever felt in myself. Me too. Like I never like, I was always somebody that was kind of like, I didn't really believe in myself too much. Like I was kind of like, I'm big like physically, but like I was like small mentally. Mm. Like, I ain't really, like, you know what I'm mm. saying? So this is the year, like, God kind of said, like, 
like you said, like I put it in you, but like if you don't believe in it, like it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So just walking in that confidence of like it's not so much me, but like who's walking with me. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, first Corinthians four and twenty says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Yeah. So like that that always like sticks with me because it's like people try to bring validations up through their through their money, through their yes. fame through their relationships, yep. through their businesses. And it's kind of like, I got heaven backing me up. You know what I'm exactly. saying? I got that, the great I am walking with me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I got the great I am That's an identity shift. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a complete identity shift. And that was like, when I went to this conference, it was called the Sleepover Encounter. Her name is Ebony. I wish I, I don't want to make uh, make up her last name. I don't remember it, but she's on YouTube and she does prayers every morning. Very powerful. But at the Sleepover Encounter, it's, she said, one of the people that she had talking literally said, God did not let me go the distance that I am now until I really understood before I am anything in this world, before any title, before a pastor, before whatever you want to call me an evangelist, I'm a daughter of God. Mm. And that where, that's where my identity lied. And for me, that resonated with me so much because it's been about me coming into my identity this year. This half of this year has been about me recognizing that if I'm made in the image of God, I have a certain level of power and authority that I, I actually have and I possess. And what does it mean to live that out? I started understanding if I am a daughter of God, that means that we have an actual relationship that can be cultivated and I don't have to run from it. He's my father. I've learned surrender. Mm-hmm. I've learned humility. I learned to humble myself, but also just always stay in that heart posture of dependence. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get scared. Mm-hmm. And so this world, they'll try to put labels on you. And I, I try right. to run from labels now. I don't really want to be labeled if it's not me being a daughter of God, because that's where my strength comes from. That's where my power comes from, my confidence. Like you said, it's been about confidence. I realized, oh, if he before me, who can be against me? I realized, oh, greater is he that is actually in me. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through him. And it's not just words no more. It's actually a deep revelation that actually produces that power and authority that we're called to have. Right. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. I love that, though. I love that. I love what you also said about... Ah, dang, I wish I remember exactly what you said. But it was something with your mind. You said something about thinking, your mind, your mental. Yeah. Um, dang, I forgot what I said. I was trying to... I was thinking of what you just said. Okay, what do you think about what I just said? Man, I don't know, man. God is amazing. Another thing... I'm glad you said the uh, the um, the daughter of God. Yeah, it's crazy because God kind of had me shift my perspective on how I look at women as well. Like mm-hmm. they should be treated just as that, even if you know, like you a child. No, not like a child, okay. but like God's daughter. <laughs> okay, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, they should be treated as God's daughter, like with royalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. With respect, with honor. You know what I mean? Because he's the perfect gentleman, so he he teaches me like strategic things and he teaches me like do this say that so that's just another way of like you know you're called, y'all, y'all men are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. that's a different type of love because let me tell you the way that Jesus loved me child that's a heavy shoe to fit mm-hmm. the grace and I, that's why God's love to me is so powerful because I when I tell you I've I've literally searched for validation I've searched to be seen I've searched to feel heard and I've come up short I've realized people love very conditionally and I don't necessarily even think anything's wrong with that as human beings there got to be a little conditions that's fine but however the grace that God gives you the level that you can mess up you can be your most imperfect 
authentic self. I actually had a vision when I tell you, like this journey of identity has been something that's been in the making for years. Mm-hmm. I had a vision um, a year ago. And it's something that is for my book. So I can't say the name because it's in the works and I don't want to put it out there right now. I don't feel led. Don't do it. But the cover that he showed me, it was like a little girl and she was like hunched over. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like she was hiding in her shame. She was hiding in her guilt and she was feeling the effects and the weight of the world and feeling like the most imperfect thing. And then it was like the hand of God reaching out and it was like it was saying my daughter. And there was a glow around the hand, like the glow of God, the light and Mm -hmm. the glory. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like the girl in the vision looked up. And when she looked up, he just put his hand out and he helped picked her up and said, you are mine. Mm. And that's kind of like the theme of my book. Mm. And also like how I want to get the cover for it to be. But that's so powerful because I tell you, the love that he gives you is nothing like this world. Mm -hmm. It's so selfless. It's so unconditional. It doesn't matter. When that verse said, he said, nothing can separate my love for you. No demon, no principality, no, nothing in this earth can separate the love of God. I've been standing on that 10 toes mm. because we make mistakes in this walk. We, right. we go astray sometimes. Sometimes right. we get it wrong. You right. know, we heard about you fall down seven times, you get back up. Like that stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you find yourself in seasons and circumstances where you can't even recognize yourself. You don't even know how you got this far. But God is so gracious to literally reel you back in by his right hand. And we know the right hand reckon, reckons, um resembles power mm-hmm. by his right hand he will literally carry you back in and like the prodigal son you're gonna find yourself right back at home mm. that every was time. powerful every time <laughs> that every was very time. good and it's crazy because like i had the i kind of had a reflection moment um like god kind of put them in like uh, it was like a mirror in front of me mm. and it was like some heaviness on my heart and, like, he, like, showed me, like, some people that, like, kind of walked out of my life mm. who I didn't think that was. And, like, it was, like, like it was heavy on my heart because, like, I felt like I had to get back at him. I felt like, yeah, like, I just kind of had to get back. Not in, like, a negative way. Not, like, nothing, like, doing harm to him. But kind of, like, that was where my intentions and my motives was just, just get back at the people that did me wrong. Like, you know mm. what I mean? But, like. My whole thing has shifted because of, like you said, the love that he showed me and my mistakes. Like, I, like you said, we don't, yeah. this walk is like, you know, it's not perfect, you know, honestly. We make mistakes. Yeah. And the thing is, the world will sit there and judge. You could do 200 things right. They'll look at that one thing you did. And then cancel. Yep. Cancel culture, yep. you're done. <laughs> They'll look at that one thing you did and, you know what I mean, try to break it down. The grace of God is and the unmerited grace of God, which I feel like us as believers definitely, which we have not done a very good job at, is showing that same grace, the same mercy that we're given. We are called to literally give that same amount of measure of grace. Mm-hmm. But we, we like to try to hold people to a higher standard, not realizing that they're in the same fleshly body that we're in. Mm-hmm. They got the same limitations that we have. This flesh is a limitation, and we all struggle with it in different ways. And that's another thing why I don't like to judge people no more, because how can I judge your story and say that God made a mistake when God said, I knew the end from the beginning. I put mm-hmm. you in that family. Mm-hmm. I allowed you to go through the things that you went through. I allowed you to, to, to have to really see some things in your life. But how can I judge your story and say that where you come from or what you do is wrong? I'm judging maybe your chapter three compared to maybe you might got 50 chapters. I don't know how long you're going to live. So 
how can we come in and try to sit there and take away the grace of somebody else? Mm. It don't make no sense to me. I hate it Mm-mm. for us. <laughs> and one thing about it is favor isn't fair, but it's real. Mm. And God really has his hands on, you know what I mean, his children. So, like you said, I wouldn't try to judge, don't look down on none of them, because he'll uplift them when the time is right. He's right in the front of his, right in the face of the enemies. But that's the beautiful thing, though, is also we recognize, I think what also makes grace and forgiveness so much easier is when you recognize that we actually really don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-mm. And so when you recognize that you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but these are spiritual things, these are things that, the natural mind cannot comprehend when I now go into a situation and somebody is doing me unfair, I have the capacity now to look beyond the flesh. Mm-hmm. I can see certain things. I can see certain certain spiritual principalities or whatever you want to call it. I can see how they're operating through a person and I can see how they're struggling with certain areas in their life, rather it's ego, rather it's trauma, rather it's pride. I can see the certain manifestations of things and I can recognize the humanity in them and I give them grace because I realize that's not even about, I'm not fighting this person. Mm. I'm not fighting this person. I'm fighting the things that are attached to this person. That gives grace. Mm. That gives gives mercy because then you take the fight off of the person because you're fighting a losing battle fighting the person. Right. You got to fight in the spirit. Mm. Our weapons are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mm. So knowing and reading that scripture is also important for knowing how to go against, you know, conflict with others, I believe. It's amazing. It's amazing how all this just what God does, his intentions. Just what the word, just how powerful the word is. It's alive and active. It's alive and active. <laughs> like a sharp sword. Yeah. So it's just it's just amazing, man. God is faithful. What I, do you feel like what do you feel like your biggest lesson or transformation has been? Um that's a great question. And my and my love for others that don't look like me. Mm. I was one of them people that kind of like grew up like black man for the black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just on that type of time. Um, and the Holy Spirit kind of sat me down and said, you know, heaven's just not black people. Mm. So having that kingdom mindset of loving everybody. Like Martin Luther King was really great at what he did, especially at the time he did it. He understood, like, in order for this to work, I can't just do it with, like, with, with my race. I can't just do it with black people. Because mm-hmm. first, we'll be scared, we'll be intimidated, and nothing will be accomplished. But I got to bring everybody in, every race, every denomination, everything. So, in that way, just loving everybody. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the biggest transformation. That's deep. Because I feel you on that. Pro-black? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I get so... I feel I'm very passionate about... Just like the struggles of our people. I'm mm-hmm. very passionate Definitely. about our history. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in my heart, I grew a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. And so God actually had me go through that same change of heart. I was watching something in my bed. It was a movie and it was based on a true story. And it was about the segregation and how some it was a guy from the Ku Klux Klan. And then they had, I forgot her name, and she was an activist for the black movement. And they actually came together and it started off like hating each other. And I was watching it and I was angry. But then when I seen his heart being able to be transformed just by realizing how compassionate black people actually are, mm-hmm. how actually loving we really are and how we really show up for people, right or wrong, like... I watched him be transformed. When I tell you it's soft in my little heart, I said, mm, 
I've been learning to definitely love others yeah. of different races. I realize there's a lot of bias. We all have bias, but I've been able to see my own bias as well. Mm-hmm. That's definitely in my true. prejudice. Yeah, only something God can do. Having that kingdom mindset. Any last words? Um, you got a question. I'm sure I can come up with some other question. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to think real quick. Our producer's in the back. He ain't doing nothing. <laughs> um, what are you hunger for? What's some encouragement for somebody whose whose motives are in the wrong place right now? Awareness. I believe awareness is key. I used to pray a lot. Well, God, what is a step after awareness? But I realized it's through my awareness that I become conscious. And in my consciousness, the power of whatever it once was, fear, doubt, whatever it is, insecurity, fear, all of that, it loosens its hold. And so once you know what your motives are, you then begin to address them. Mm. So if you ask me what are my motives now, My motive now is just honestly, I want people to experience the same freedom Mm. that God has given me, but I also want to show people how to live out the journey because a lot of times we look at the destination and we don't realize that, yeah, God might show you. He even showed Joseph. He showed Joseph the vision. Yeah, one day they're going to bow down to you and they're going to worship you, but he did not show Joseph the journey because if he showed Joseph the journey, Joseph might have been like, you're tripping. Right. (laughs) But I want to really give people tangible tools on how to renew the mindset for you to endure the journey because the journey is not always going to be picture perfect. I also want people to learn how to just really like go at the grace of, I mean, at the pace of grace. And that is walking and living out practically with the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. So that's like my new motive now. And I'm really sitting with God to see how I can structure the things that I am creating. And I want to drop eventually to really reflect that vision that I see. That's an amazing answer. And you will never experience pure joy, pure freedom until you get with Jesus. Yeah. No matter what you think about in the world, like I can find my peace, I can find my rest. Until it's with Jesus, you will never... You will never know true peace. Yeah. You will never know true true peace. And you just said that in church Sunday. She was like, somebody asked, she said, I posted on my thing that Jesus is something about peace. And she was like, well, what about people who have peace without him? Like for the non-believers. And she said, that's not real peace. Mm-mm. Simple as that. She it's was not. like, he is the Prince of Peace. And there's a certain level of peace that he gives you. Like when we say beyond understanding, it's a certain thing that it doesn't depend on happenings. It doesn't depend on what's going on at the time. It's a peace that surpasses understanding because you walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm not limited by what I see. My hope, because we know that faith is the things hoped for. My hope is the very thing that carries me and the vision is the thing that sustains me. So that peace that we're talking about only can be lived through him. Amen. That's how you wrap the episode up, man. This has been another episode of Satan and Such. You can follow us on all streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. We appreciate the love. We appreciate y'all. Continue to tune in every week. God is faithful. Yes, and all of y'all who send me DMs that, you know, that find me through the saved and such, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys so much, and it's all love. Appreciate y'all. Love.